Tuesday. The fewer people that are involved, the safer I will feel. They welcomed an outsider into their circle. She knows you now. But this new ally is harboring a secret which cannot be seen. A secret she'll do anything to protect. Welcome to Fire Bad, Tree Pretty, also known as the Beat Pockets Comes Beaten. This is a weekly podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago, and this week's episode is Season 5, Episode 6, Family. We'll be talking about plot, we'll be talking about characters, and we'll also be talking about sapphire, king of lesbians. So spoilers abound for this episode, every episode before it, after the comics, and possibly even other shows and movies. If the apocalypse comes beat me, now with 100% more cavalry and mythic rights jokes. Ah, oh, welcome back. Welcome back, family, to our family, about the episode Family. Who is the family? It's Stacia, number one co-host, say hello. Hello. Co-host number Daniel, say hello. I saw a real cute sweater from Bloomies, but I kind of want me to have it. Bloomingdale's always getting shout outs. Bloomies. Bloomies. Never heard that in my life. My name is Kelly and I'm here to host this podcast about season five, episode six of Buffy the Vampire Slayer called Family, which originally aired on November 7th of the year 2000, written and directed by none other than Joss Whedon of Joss Whedon fame. This is the 16th of 20 that he wrote and directed, but this is his 22nd of 27 writing credit. So the last one he wrote directed was Restless. Uh, the next one will be The Body. And then after that, The Gift. Okay. And then we only have once more with Gillian. I think just lessons and possibly the season opener and the season closer. Of season what five. a slam dunk of season five. I know. Like, yeah. family, the body, and the gift. Yeah. Done. You're going to do it. Uh. What happened in this episode? I don't remember. Hey, Tara's a character. You guys, did you know Tara is a character? Willow loves her. Our friends love her. She's around. She's going to be sticking around, so get used to it. Uh, I mean, that it really is it. Buffy tells Giles that Dawn is the key, which is a big deal. She doesn't tell anybody else for a long time. We'll find out until Blood Ties that, like the rest of our friends, will find out until Blood Ties that she's the key. Uh, I knew they found out when they were like, should we even tell them? I was like, damn, this is a whole arc. Are we about to do this all season? But uh, surely we I mean, can. At least a couple episodes. I don't remember when Blood Ties is. I can't remember if Joyce is already dead at that point. Seems like a long time to keep it from from everyone else, but anyway, I think the point they make is valid that puts everybody in danger. Sure. But what else happened in the episode? Uh, we moved Buffy out of her dorm uh, that we just moved her into. Apparently, the, that's exciting. But we just helped her move the stuff in a few days ago, and it was fun. Tara's family that we've never heard of before, who's also very scary, shows up. And tries to tell her that, you know, you shouldn't be around your friends because you're going to turn into a demon because that's what happens to all the ladies in her family. Just kidding. It's misogyny. Tara's not a demon and everything's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Is that good enough plot for you? Yes. I think that's great. (laughs) I mean, I could have just went beat by beat with your pictures, but that would take so long. No, I know. I I try to keep up and then it's like, oh yeah, nothing really. Yeah. I mean, it's really just Tara's a character. That's all you need to know. The takeaways are... Tara's a character. Terrible. And Willow doesn't wear shoes to the bronze. <sighs> anyway. All right, podcast over. Thank you guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple of things of note, I guess. 
it's the first time we've heard it from Hank in a long time. I heard yeah. about him. Like, and heard we him mentioned, really period. go out of our way to just fuck this guy. Yeah. They don't talk about him again until forever. And then mm. I think that normal again might be the, the next thing after oh, right, that, which right, is right, the, right, right. like, uh, St. Asylum right. alternate universe episode. That's season six. Mm-hmm. Okay. Towards the end of season six. Right. This is the last appearance of Miss Kitty Fantastico. Are you fucking kidding me? No, she's killed off screen and we don't find out killed. about it. Yep. By by Dawn in an accident. That we don't find out about until season seven. Yeah. I don't remember that. That's fucking kidding. Yeah, in the episode season seven, end of days, uh, Dawn says, Xander, you know I don't leave my crossbow out. Not since that accident with Miss Kitty Fantastico. Oh my. And that is it. So yeah, this is the last time we see her. Presumably. That was a alone. joke. No, I mean, they. I know, but they set that up as a joke as if that's a funny thing to say. I know, I know. I mean, she looks sad when she says it. And part of me has to think that, like, what a terrible year for Willow whenever this happened. Because, like, her girlfriend died. She tried to end the world. And her cat died. Horrifically. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a crossbow incident. But who has a crossbow here? Except for Buffy. But it can't be Buffy. It's like. Yeah. It's Dawn. So we can only hope that Willow was in mourning. Alongside the morning for Tara, for the cat. Anyway, yeah, it's the last time we see her on screen. Oh, I love you, Miss Kitty Fantastico. Or first time we hear Tara's last name, McClay. Oh. Neato. And <laughs> Tara is the only Scooby, other than Buffy herself, to get an on-screen birthday. Oh. So no she's shit. important, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we never celebrated Sanders' birthday? Yeah, not on screen. Damn. And we never celebrate anybody's birthday. And, I mean, honestly, we meet more of Tara's family than we almost do of Buffy's. <laughs> yeah, and certainly more than anyone else. Well, Xander's, like, a whole extended family shows up for Hell's Bells, yeah. so. But, I mean, it's weird. Well, I mean, like, Willow, yeah, we just know the mom. It's yep, yeah, it. like, a very small world. She names so her dad, Ira Rosenberg. We know he exists somewhere <laughs> in the world. We never well, and him. the dad is just Mr. McClay. He doesn't actually have a name. So. Right, yeah. We've got Donnie. Amy Donnie Adams. And Amy Beth. Adams, which I don't know. Her. <laughs> cousin Beth. <laughs> oh, Cousin Beth. Yeah. Okay. And Mr. McClay. And Mr. McClay. Scary, scary Mr. McClay. <laughs> uh, and this is not really about the episode, but it's one of my favorite fun facts that I've already talked about on another podcast that we do about Bob Dylan. Whoa. I'm sorry. I never break the fourth wall about that. SOTW pod. Uh, Melanie Doan, the song that plays at the end, I Can't Take My Eyes Off You. Yeah. Very sweet and romantic little scene. It's about a TV. If you, oh. like, I bought the album because uh, I bought a whole bunch of, like, seven albums that were tangentially related to Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Michelle uh, Branch album, uh, Sneaker Pimps because mm-hmm. it's in Can't Hardly Wait and a couple of people from Buffy are in that. There's a lot of things. Anyway, Melanie Doan, if you listen to the song from beginning to end, it starts with a TV, like, faintly in the background. And if you look at the lyrics, it's, it's, I, uh, I wish to say, um, I choose you over all my past lovers. They've come and they've gone, but I can always turn you on. It's about TV, which sucks out the whole momentum of it being a very romantic song. So I'd like to not think about it, but it is a fun little fact. Anyway, oh my God. Episode 110, TV talking song. (laughs) I remember you talking about that. That's funny. I didn't even think about it because I was appalled by them floating in the air at the bronze. And it was horrible. Yeah. Well, other than the the floating, what did you think about this episode, Daniel? Me? Um... It was great. I really enjoyed this episode a lot. I love Tara becoming a character. Um, I was I was saying earlier that I really enjoyed the beginning with Tara and Willow in bed, talking about spells and just all of that was so charming. Everything was great, and I just remember thinking I really liked this episode. Then they were starting to move 
Buffy out and I was like this this is good this is punchy I love this and then all of a sudden written and directed by Joss Whedon I'm like how does he do it I was just so I he's good at what he does <laughs> and I was just like yeah this episode very much feels like a Joss Whedon episode and I really like that and he did a really great job and I'm glad that he doesn't stick to like I'm going to talk about the Slayer stuff I like that he made Tara a character he might not enjoy or a person he might not want to be as Tara, make her a real character. That was fun, and and if we if you wanted us to care about Tara, I definitely care about Tara at the end of this episode. I agree. I think that's a good episode. It's cute. It's nice to not have a Buffy centric episode for a beat and to get a little breath from Riley mostly because I just how is he still here? We're on episode six and he's not even. <laughs> I mean, I know when he goes to leave, it happens really fast. It's like all in one episode, yeah. but. Oh my god! <laughs> we have three well, more, and this was—it really took a turn because immediately I was like, "Oh, all of our Riley doubts have been assunged. This guy's great. What a great boyfriend, helping her move, and like everything's fine." And then instantly turns on her. He doesn't like, turn on her. Yeah, he turns her like garbage. Yeah, because, because and then he starts he his whole blood sucking thing. He knows that she's keeping something from him. Yeah, yeah. and he's bummed about it, which yeah. I feel is justified. Yeah, yeah but he leaves being like call me and come running in like a really mean way that was good i think it's justified it's not justified Uh, speaking of justified we'll talk about justified later yeah that's right because a good old donnie anyway good good episode yeah i liked it yeah what were your feelings i i very much enjoyed this episode this time around uh i (laughs) always think of this episode and kind of internally cringe because i do this thing with uh because i love willow and tara so much because they were so important to me at 12 years old as a like I'm am I I really enjoy these girls like being in a relationship. What does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> like constantly obsessed over it. I think that I make it so precious in my head that it's like I like don't want anybody to look at it or have feelings about it. So I like I can't. So it makes me feel weird inside watching it because I'm like oh, every little thing overanalyzing, cringing. Oh God, you must be nice to Tara. Everyone be nice to Tara. She's very important. Uh, so I think in the past when I watched this episode, I'm like, they should be nicer to her. Why don't they stand up for her immediately? Why aren't they better friends with her already? And like having some space to be yes, an adult, a fully yeah. lesbian adult. Uh, I, I feel like this episode's great. And they have realistic reactions. Yeah. Like everyone's been really close friends with somebody and then they start dating someone and they're just kind of there. And you're like, no, oh, you're here now. I mean, but you never really get close with them and you don't really know anything about them. If you're lucky, that's how it stays. Worst case scenario, they're like fucking awful and you don't want to hang out with your friend anymore because right. they're terrible. Their person's terrible. Uh, but I always took that as like, why don't they like her? Why isn't she instantly in the group? And like, why is it so hard and weird when it was so easy for us? Right. But it's like they all went to school together. They know each other for a while. It's kind of a different situation. And we talked about last season, Willow kept Tara away from everybody for a long time. So they've only had a couple of months to, like, hang out with her. And they never, I'm sure, have hung out with her alone. Other than uh, Giles, because she was just chilling at the magic box with by herself doing the tarot stuff. Yeah, Giles feels no problem with this. Like, you guys are dumb for not... How do you not get her? She's a witch. You're in a magic shop, and you can't think what Tara would like. I believe you're both profoundly stupid. She's cool. She Guys, come on. <laughs> I mean, and I'm sure that he has like, a relationship with her the same way he kind of does with all yeah, the kids, yeah, where true. it's like that distance kind of like, yeah, sure, you're fine. I don't care. Because the... he's an adult. He yeah. can do that. I don't He's's care like... about you guys, really. I mean, I do. I love you. But like, God, I don't care what you do. Yeah. <laughs> so I watching it again this time was, other than the like floating, which is like, oh, come on. 
um, I, I'm much kinder this time around. You really do have to put yourself in 20 years ago. This is a really good example of kind of what we pretended or wanted the ethos of the show to be about examining it 20 years later because, like, having to use Wicca instead of the word lesbian because that's all what this is. Them not being able to kiss, but every single other pairing in this episode kisses. Uh, not only that, but we get the spike fucking cum joke while they're having mm-hmm. a sex scene, like, and yet they can't even kiss. Mm-hmm. It's just like so extreme and, and like rage filling, but like this was the most substantive. And even I would argue now to this day, the most substantive, most well-written lesbian relationship on TV, period. And like to not even get fight me. And she's Slegal. You know, little miss likes to fight. The drama from those two not kissing and hugging one another took my breath away it was <laughs> they were so close yeah and then they just didn't and i was just yeah and then the the and they floated so that's a thing yeah but that, that's the, the that cringe still stayed the cringe was Ooh. real the cringe the cringe is very real but it's it's good but then i you know it seemed like uh buffy and um and xander talking about just tara like intellectualizing tara like yeah yep. we really like her yeah she's great she's, she's really super great. nice super nice <laughs> super cool yeah she's great she already has a willow what can i get like that was all very well done and, and funny because that's what people do like who is this person I don't know like yeah even that I thought I was great granted, because yeah. like people can be shitty and mean and they could have been like we don't really fucking like her whatever exactly. like, but they were really cute about it they were just like we don't know her but we like her yeah. she's fine I think there'll be a lot of wickas there heavy wiccan crowd well that's sort of her deal her and Willow are all wicky swinging with the wiccan lifestyle which is cool oh yeah I just hope we fit in not awkward with Willow, it's like she's got this whole new thing in her life. But she's still Willow, so I can always figure her out. But Tara, I just know she likes Willow. And she already has one of those. I think it's damning for Xander. I think Buffy's been busy. What's Xander done? <laughs> Xander could have really, Xander could have really gotten to know. I mean, I guess he is with Anya, but like, and maybe that's the point. Everyone's in a relationship. Everybody's like living their lives. So this is kind of what it's like now. You Somebody gets a partner. We got to make the effort. You know, you can only imagine that, that Anya was a lot like this before, too. Like they had the, these sort of same conversations. Like Willow and and uh, Buffy would have that. Like, what oh, I we mean, get they Anya were outright did not like her. So. Th- that's true. That's true. Still but then, don't like her. but then they kind of got closer to her. Yeah. But we just don't see that on screen. So I'm sure this happens with the rest of our friends, you know. But it was cool to see it with Tara because she always felt like an outsider. The show made her one. Mm-hmm. And some episodes this year we haven't even seen her. Yeah. But the main plot line here is lesbians and uh i would like to know about <laughs> true sappho uh, the main the mainest lesbian the the root of the, the lesbian OG. tree the og, the OG. <laughs> so is she i don't know i have no idea that's I mean, what you need to as tell long us. as humans mammals there's always lesbians lesbians have existed since the dawn of time i would argue but tell me about dawn. sappho oh god don what does it mean the key oh god that is glory aneurysm oh. <laughs> so dark. <laughs> you just have to go there, poor Joyce. Okay, so the one thing I can really tell you that we know about Sappho is we don't know anything. Sweet. Good. Segment over. Yeah. Podcast time. Okay, so this is what we do know. She was born about 630 BC on the Isle of Lesbos in Greece. That's why lesbian. Mm-hmm. And she probably died about 570 BC. So she was like. Wow. 60. That's a good good life for her then. Yeah. So when she was about 30, her and her family were exiled from Lesbos to Sicily. She's a real person. She's a real person. Yeah. yeah. But she's also kind of like a weird 
mythological figure yeah. just because there's been so many stories about her and so little actually known about her. So she's written, they think she wrote probably about 10,000 lines of poetry. But we only have about 650 that still exist today. Although we keep finding new ones. There have been two major recent discoveries in the last 10 years or so of like almost full poems that she wrote that we didn't know about beforehand. But even to say she wrote 10,000 lines of poetry isn't necessarily correct because no one knows if she actually wrote it down. (laughs) They're all referred to as songs. And all the examples we have of them are written by other people. Yeah. Like, I heard this song she wrote. Here is what I heard. Yeah. That being said, even there, we don't know if she wrote it for public consumption, if it was done at banquets, if it was done, like, privately. Like, we don't know in any context in which she was writing these things or how they were performed or enjoyed. That's incredible. <laughs> so I mean, everything we have too, right? is just, like... Rumors. Someone told somebody one time, hey, that fucking lesbian, did you hear that song? Did she hear it? It goes something like this, I think. I don't remember. Yeah. And so a lot of um, what we have is like, there's a book that we found and someone quoted some of Sappho's poetry in it. And like, I guess here, here we go. I guess here's some of it. Um, and some of it is so short, it's just a single word. There's one that just means bridal gifts, which is on, like, this list of super rare words. Because this is the other problem. Not only yeah, was she likely true. not writing any of this down, yeah. she was writing songs and not written poetry. Um, she was from the Isle of Lesbos, which had a very unique dialect <laughs> that right. greater mainland Greece did not. And as time moved on, even people in Greece had a really hard time understanding what she was writing because she was using words they didn't know and that wasn't used anymore (laughs) and so that also did not help with like the slow decay of her work over time that it just it wasn't popular enough for people to continually rewrite it like the only examples we have are like you know really 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 old really degraded like pieces of pottery or like tiny little fragments of papyrus left that people try to like Taped together. Could you imagine loving someone so much? You're like, yeah, that's a cool line. I'm gonna put this on the pottery really quick. What is that? What is that? For sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So other things we might know about Sappho, not for sure. (laughs) It's possible she was married. Although it's also possible that this is a joke. Okay. Because wow. her supposed husband was named Kirkylus of Andros, which is a play on the name Penis Man. <laughs> so no one's sure if that's just a joke that another poet made up when they were talking about Sappho. Because there was this theme of comic poets at a certain point where they were just writing jokes. Mm-hmm. So no one knows if this was a joke or if it was actually her husband. Oh, Penis Man. <laughs> the beardest of all beards. <laughs> The most. (laughs) Sort of related to that, she was supposedly in love with Pharaon, the fairy man, which is a Greek mythological figure. He is actually fake AF. (laughs) It was not real. But she, like, actually shows up in this myth now. Like, according to mythology, she falls in love with him. And he has sex with her, but then soon he decides he doesn't like her. Like, get out of my face. You're too obsessed with me. And she was so sad that she threw herself into the sea and drowned. Oh, wow. I don't like that one. And that is the only explanation we have for her death. We don't know how she died, except for that supposedly she threw herself okay. in the sea because of Theon, the ferryman, the ferryman. to like the underworld. Herself, it's going to be over a lady she couldn't have. Come on now. The <laughs> next thing 
that we might know about her is it's possible she had a daughter named Clais. What is that a euphemism for? Don't know. But <laughs> she she there's two poetry fragments that refer to her that we have of Sappho's writing. Um, one where she calls Clais Paeus, which means child, but it can also mean beloved companion in like a gay male sense like your boyfriend Hmm. so they're not sure if she's referring to her as her child or as possibly like her much younger lesbian lover (laughs) so she might have a daughter she might have a really young girlfriend made a summer relationship who knows (laughs) (laughs) so these are the things that we know about her personally Also, also we do have confirmation she had three brothers obviously she had a mom and dad no one knows what their names are anymore but she had three brothers two of which are named in a poem called the brothers I think it is um, that was just recently discovered Um, and that's it personal life that we know about her she was born she probably died she threw herself into the ocean over a mythological figure (laughs) that didn't exist married to penis man (laughs) (laughs) penis man (laughs) Uh, Okay. So the issue of her sexuality, which is the thing, Mm -hmm. like it's at this point, you know, you can't say Sappho without someone thinking lesbian. And for very good reason, like the word lesbian comes from the aisle she lived on because it was the aisle that she lived on. The word sapphic comes from her name, which means like women that love women. So she has basically like two full poems. The rest are just kind of fragments and that's how they're labeled. One of the fragment or one of her full poems is called Ode to Aphrodite, where she basically asks the god to give her help to woo another lady. Love it. Okay. But you can, but there was a long period of time where people were translating it that she's asking Aphrodite for help to woo a man. Penis man. Penis man. So this has been part of the problem is that her sexuality has, like, gone under different takes depending on who's reading it and how they want to interpret things. Um, There's been a really long history of her being kind of called, like, this wanton sluttress (laughs) of heterosexuality. Like, basically, Mm -hmm. like, she was just, like, whoring around the islands (laughs) and writing about it. And, like, you know, she was just kind of, like, a dirty thing you weren't supposed to be thinking about. Um, And it's really weird because she definitely has fragments that, like, people make really strong arguments to say this is definitely mean she's heterosexual. And then other people come in and say, no, this definitely means she's a lesbian. And, like, the end of the day, we don't know because we don't know anything about her as a person. What we do know, though, is that the conceptualization of lesbian is not something that existed in her time. Like, if you asked her, are you a lesbian? Like, that's not something she would be able to conceptualize. Like, she might understand, like, longing or something like that. But, like, the sexuality of lesbian did not exist and did not exist for a long time. So to try to put her in modern context and say we definitely know this about her makes it really hard. Um, The one thing that I was thinking about when I was researching this is Ovid's Metamorphosis. One of his. Um, basically, if you don't know, it's like kind of like Hans Christian Andersen fairy tales, but of Roman persuasion. He was Roman. He basically wrote all of these things about Roman gods and different stories and basically kind of like moralistic things about what you should and shouldn't do or know. And he only had one story about lesbians um, Iphis and Ianti, and basically it the father was like 
So help you, woman. If you have a girl, I'm killing her. So when she has a baby girl, she um, gives gives it a neutral-sounding name and raises it as a boy. And then the father, who doesn't know that it's actually a girl, finds another girl to marry him because that's what you do, and they fall in love. And then the um, girl who's masquerading as a boy is basically like, God, save me from this. And they turn him into an actual man with a penis so that he can, like, consummate his love. And that's the happy ending of that story. <laughs> Sweet. Penis man. Which, it's just like, you know, there's, like, multiple stories about bestiality and multiple stories about gay men and multiple yeah. stories about, like, weird random sex acts. Like, just, like, oh, yeah. shit that you wouldn't even think about today as a commonplace thing that he wrote multiple stories about. This is the only one he had about lesbians. And in the end, he couldn't even conceive of, like, two women just loving each other as women. Like, that's not something that made sense to them. Because Nothing can defeat the penis. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> because all sexual desire revolves around this idea of, you know, fertility and blah, right. whatever. So that being said, I think that the best way to leave this is by letting Sappho speak for herself. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to read. <laughs> yes, on your best ancient Greek accent. Fragment 94. <laughs> <laughs> I have no fake Greek accent, so I'm going to read this in my normal accent. Thank you. I'm not pretending. I wish I were dead. She was leaving me in tears, and over and over she said to me, Sappho, it hurts. What's happened to us is just so grim. It isn't my choice, I swear it, to leave like this. These were the words that I answered her. Go and be happy. Remember me, for you know how we have paid court to you. And if not, then I want to remind you in the good things we have enjoyed. For at my side, many crowns of violets and roses you have put on yourself. And many garlands woven from flowers you have cast around your delicate neck, and with quantities of flowery perfume, fit for a queen even, you anointed yourself all over, and on soft beds, delicate, you have satisfied desire. Ooh. That's <laughs> <laughs> Leave if you want to, but don't forget, who paid for your necklaces. <laughs> Just saying. Who was the best lay of your life. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. See ya. <laughs> Sappho's lesbian or not doesn't really matter. The people who, the scholars who read it, and have made it a thing. They're the real winners here. So. Well, thank you for that. That was lovely. Thank you. Apparently, uh, lesbians still make pilgrimages to the Isle of Lesbos. I bet. They used to. And the locals really hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they get old after a while. <laughs> I get old, yeah, for sure. Especially because you know nothing about this person. And that is homophobic. Think about it. You're like in conservative Maybe. Italy, basically. Yeah. Greece. Sorry. Greece. Yeah, right. But on. like, Whoa. Sicily's right there. Yeah. But is Sicily really Italy? Ooh, Sicilians would say, absolutely not. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, anyway. Amazing. European countries aside. <laughs> thank you for that. Let's talk about America. Let's talk about these two lesbians. Ooh. I've been spunk all night and day lately. Well, I just want to keep up with you. And I'm, well, I just like to be useful, you know, to the gang. I just never feel useful. You are. You're essential. At least the one. The one lesbian. Just, just the one. <laughs> just Tara. So we meet all of Tara's family, basically. Uh, and they are scary. Um, all of them in their own special ways. <laughs> and I just have nothing but questions. And I was curious about the theories that you two might have or be having or questions you might have regarding to regarding to in regards to Tara's family Daniel why don't you start what What do you think Tara's backstory is and 
in case you might not remember. So in the episode, The Body, um, okay. Buffy and Tara are sitting in the waiting room uh, of the hospital. Which, I don't know why. Oh, because they're going there because the morgue is also at the hospital. So they're just like waiting to see yeah, I remember that. Buffy's mom's body, I guess. Now that I'm saying that out loud, that doesn't seem right. But that is definitely what happens because they get attacked by a vampire. Her and Don get attacked by a vampire in the morgue. Anyway, they're in the waiting room of the hospital. And it's just Buffy and, and Tara, which is one of the only moments I think we have in the show at that yeah. point where they're alone together. And she's, you know, Buffy's got a thousand yard stare. And Tara's just talking about, like, yeah, I, I remember, um, you know, when my mom died, blah, blah. And Buffy's like, was it sudden? And she said, and then she goes, yes and no. It's always sudden when you think about it. And then that's kind of it. And that's all we know. So the, the three of them showing up in this episode, that line in the body, and that's all we get about Tara's past. So, Daniel, yep. fill in some blanks for us. What do you think is going on here? They're Mennonites. Mennonites. I don't know. More the, than the Mennonites. Hair, not, they don't have no. that. And they have pretty modern clothes. Very so, modern. Yeah. They're, they're very part of the world. So no, not that. But Mormons, maybe. Mormons. I think it's none of them. I yeah, think it's a sure. nondescript. But it know. has the vibe of like a religious cult. It absolutely is a thing. religious cult. I mean, that's why Spike is like, I respect you guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're awful. Keep those women in line. Drag them. Uh, yeah, no. They're just brainwashed. I thought Amy Adams was going to be like, Thanks, Tara. I mean, I think Thanks that, for breaking me free. Yeah, her, no. her anger is just a cry for help. I yeah, totally, but then she left like free. a dick. Yeah. So She called Tara a bitch. A selfish bitch. Tara! You selfish bitch. What? Tara, but she called Tara that. Right. I'm fine with that, because that was before. No, that was before times. So <laughs> after, after, after all of that got revealed, she's not a demon, and it's all bullshit, Amy was still like, are you happy with yourself? And then left. No. It's like, bro, come on, man. I freed you. I freed your mind. Yeah. So maybe Amy's a little dumb. So she doesn't <laughs> She doesn't know yet that she's been freed. Uh, but I ho- I like to believe that she will break free. Her name it. is Beth. Amy Adams is darling. Let's not bring Amy Adams into this. Amy. She brought herself into this. She brought herself. Which is so wild. She brought herself into this. I was really hoping that she was going to be like, I'm leaving, Dad. I'm moving to Scranton. And that's how this character that's right she is in an episode of the office too goes to the office yeah or it's like uh he really did believe it but he didn't seem shocked at the end when he got called out yeah so there's a lot of questions of timeline here um clearly this is tara's 20th birthday because that's like the plot point like women in her family when they turn 20 whatever okay so Tara's clearly old enough to remember her mother dying fair enough yeah and her brother donnie is older because he says your older brother or whatever right so how old is this woman, Tara's mother, having these kids? How old is she when she's having these kids? It has to be pretty young I know. for Tara to remember her dying. If she died at 20, yeah. Yeah. But do we know she died at 20? No. But if this demon no. thing supposedly happened when she was 20, you would think that that would be the incident. Otherwise, how is this these misogynists and these families keeping up this ruse? Or she was 20 and then she was like, hey, I kind of don't like this world. Maybe I want to leave. Hey, you're a fucking demon. Mm. You're not allowed to leave because you're a demon. Maybe that's when she started yeah. getting fed the you're a demon line. The moment when she was like, I want to leave. I'm 20 years old. I'm well, trying to get out of here. We also know that Tara's mom was a witch because uh, Tara's been oh, like, she, she was a natural power. witch or whatever, right? Like, that's what Tara is. Like, that's where the magic comes from. She didn't have to learn it. It just, she has it within her. Unlike yeah. Willow, who, magic's really weird in this show because some people can just read Latin in front of a book including Xander and magic happens. Well, well Tara has to study 
Yes. She's still studying Apparently. magic. But anyway, so we know that her mom was a witch. The misogynists are saying that it's because she was part demon. So it's either major gaslighting happening where like this Stockholm Syndrome abuse type. I mean, obviously there's abuse going on. Don even says, I will beat you down. Uh-huh. And when he says it, it's not in a jokey kind of way. Not that that's a joke, but like he's definitely hit her before. There's definitely been abuse in this family from every dude that's ever existed in it. Well, the thing that I think is weird is to say the women in our bloodline... Yeah. Are cursed with this. Did he marry his sister? I mean, right? <laughs> and then if it's not his bloodline, but her bloodline, how much would he know about it, really? Yeah. So that's weird to me. Doesn't really make sense. I mean, clearly she's not actually a demon because Tara's not a demon and the whole thing is bunk. So her mom didn't turn into a demon when she was 20 either. So it all is like family mythos i mean the way that tara talks about it in the body it makes it sound like her mom was sick yeah yeah like it wasn't just like she just dropped dead one day for like unexpectedly so i don't think it was like she turned 20 and died yeah i think she got sick with feminism (laughs) i mean i feel like you could read this in a really dark way which is hit her dad kills her. Yeah. 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 And then I think that that's a valid read too, where like the yeah. abuse had been happening and happening. Yeah. And, like, so it was, it was sudden, but, I, but there was clearly a pattern. Of, yeah. But like in hindsight, you yeah. could see it coming. Yeah. Which I think is the most realistic read of it. And hit this, the story about, you know, the, the, when they turn 20, that's the reason why I have to hit her. If I don't keep her in control, yeah. she, the demon will come out and that, where do you think the magic comes from? And like, that's the thing that makes the most it sense. Does, but then it makes little sense though, to let her even go. Like, why let her go to college? I don't think they did. I think she oh, she just left. Just because she even says to Donnie, there's moments like, how did you find, uh, I mean, when did you get here? Right, but, mm-hmm. like, why didn't they, like, drag her out then? They're just like, oh, I'll meet you tonight. And, like, oh, yeah. Dad knew where he lived, where she was, right? So, like, yeah. they must have known she went to college. I think those are just things that aren't really thought through. Because yeah. I definitely agree with this stuff. It's, Is that, how did you find me, Lion? Do you think she met here in Sunnydale or here in the magic shop? I think here in Sunnydale. That's how I read it. I, I, she left. Like, so, and he even says, um, Mr. McClay, no, first name, first name, no, first name Mr. McClay, yes. uh, says, the women in our family uh-huh. have demon in them. So if you read that as weirdo religious cult, it could even oh, it could be, be broader the, that way. Like, women the in family. our family have demon in them, and that's why we have this weird hierarchical cult situation that's going a, on. That's a great read. That's um, that's probably better. That makes a little more sense, because otherwise it's just, like, incest. And, but yeah. Wouldn't it be the first cult called the family? Yeah. It would not be. Yeah, that's right. And for me, if it's like, if you have this group of strong women who are witches, why would you let this shit happen? But maybe he was the only one actually abusing his wife in the sex-punching cult? I don't know. But I think that the read of, of his... He killed her mom, I think is probably... I think she wasn't subservient. She didn't... Her magic didn't suit his needs. What is what is Amy Adams' deal? Is she a demon? Or will yeah, be a that's demon? A good, that's a good question. Yeah. I was I'm unclear if... They seem to be about the same age. I don't think she's a hell of a lot younger than Tara. So yeah. So she turned and she was a demon? Are we pretending? That's the thing, too. It's like... Are we all no, no. Around? I think that she's younger, so maybe I, I maybe if I'm thinking about it right now, I think that she also believes that, that she, she at 20 she years old 20. is going to have the same thing. So it's irresponsible for Tara, who you know maybe she's 18, Tara is about to be 20, right? They've been family and friends for a long time, 
So she's seeing her about to turn 20 and she she knows because she's old enough that it's you're fucked up for doing this. You know the consequences. We've been told this every day of our lives. Right. How dare you? Because she's just spewing their fucking oh, nonsense totally. back at her. So I got to believe that there's something she must believe that she is also a demon. Which it would surprise me at the end when she wasn't also like. Oh wait! Oh I'm fuck! Not a demon? No, I'm not. What? Just, like this Can is he bullshit. Punch me in the face! Is that I know. I know. Works? Yeah, I Spike. Know. Sir, please. Punch me right in the face. I know you will love this. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's definitely obvious that she's bought into the like. Yeah. Because there's more than brainwashing than just the women are demons because she says something like Donnie and your father have had to fend for themselves like there's a house that needs to be taken care of like that's enough reason you should never leave Mm -hmm. like Tara's 20 she is allowed to be her own person but the six other wives the six other wives have kids exactly (laughs) you need to take care of so it's not just you're a demon you're dangerous you need to be with your family it's you're a demon and you need to be home taking care of the family yeah why don't I make this simple And it hurt. Uh, him, I mean. And that only works on humans. There's no demon in there. It's just a family legend, am I right? Just a bit of spin to keep the ladies in line. You're a piece of work. I like you. I mean, if Tara, I mean, she did a classic Willow bungling of a spell to have a comic situation going on. But that aside, what do you think they would have done if... Shrugged. Yeah, right? I mean, of anyone, this would be the most perfect group of friends to be half demon in front of. Yeah. Right? They're well equipped to deal with any dangerous side yeah. she might have. And I mean, I guess it would depend, right? If she turns into Angelus, we have a problem. Well, sure, sure, sure. Do we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that. She's got to have sex with Buffy or she can't let her. <laughs> uh, no, they took care of everything pretty easily. Hey, I didn't write this last pick. Someone else, many, many other people did. And you read it. No. Every time. It's only ever Willow Dare. Anyway. <laughs> they, as long as they win the battle, they don't seem to care what happened. They're like, yeah, fine. They fucking curb stomp American History X style. I know. This motherfucker. Um, Not quite as extreme because you no, no. put your teeth uh, on the curb. Oh, <laughs> which was so good. Yeah. So good. But yeah, no, like they took care of business. And I think because of that, Buffy was like, yeah, it wasn't that bad. I'll stand up for But that. she does. So they did the line, obviously, for tension. But Buffy says, like, oh, so and nearly got us all killed. Like, but. But she meant it, too. She meant it. She. I think it's a little bit of like, damn it, Tara, if you're going to be part of this group. I need you to know. We've I'm all almost gotten everyone killed before. True, but I'm also, I'm a little mad at you. Don't do it again, but also I'm about to stand hard for you right now. <laughs> I think it's one of those things where she yeah. realized very quickly. Every shot back to Tara, like tears in her eyes and like yeah. dying inside. It was so good. God. So that brings into question for me. Uh, Oz who? How are we feeling? Where's the Oz gauge? Do we remember Oz now? <laughs> I don't want us to forget Oz. I mean, I brought this up earlier today talking about before we did this episode. The Willow conversation with her, like when Mr. McCabe was there, like trying to get her away, was very peak Oz. Do you love me? Tara, look at me. I, I trusted you more than anyone in my life. Was all that just a lie? No. Do you want to leave? It's not your decision, young lady. I know that. 
Do you want to leave? Tell me you love me. My whole life, I've never loved anything else. Did this mean anything? Yeah. To, yeah, all of that was very good. I think that it's like, yeah, we're definitely moving beyond Oz at this point. Like, Tara's definitely like, yeah, let's go with Tara. But doing this whole podcast for four years with Oz, like, I'm not going to forget it. Like, it's it's easier now that we've done every episode bit by bit, beat by beat, for me to kind of accept both of these people independently of themselves. Oz was huge. I'm not going to forget Oz. It's good. What do you think about it? Do you remember Oz? <laughs> do you remember Do you remember Oz? <laughs> of course I remember Oz. Yeah. I mean, I love Willow and Tara, but I said this before, I think Willow and Oz have a better relationship. Healthier. I mean, it's absolutely healthier. I mean, there there are still tiny shades here where fucking Willow is still learning magic and doing things outside of her bounds, not telling Tara, that are just going to come back. Well, Stacia said maybe Tara deserved it because she did a spell without telling Willow and altered all their minds. <laughs> That's a take. That's a take. <laughs> I mean, it's an. Ex- Tara started it. I think we're her exact quote. Oh, well, I love that. Willow was just like, stow that one away. All right. <laughs> the one time where you made it so we couldn't see demons yep. against our will. Yep. Gonna use. I that. took your memories. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> I think that yeah. you're right. And they make they do a cool callback to this episode's full little callbacks. I mean, we get Sandy. Oh my gosh! Obviously, <sighs> amazing. Let's but, wait for the watch yeah, to see but, if that all um, panned out. We do. Cordelia. Uh, the Cordelia was so what? Good. Oh my god, amazing. Uh-huh. She was kind of like Cordelia, actually. I'm pretty sure she dyes her hair. Oh yes, that one, of course, our work is done. Must be something on her. Uh, and like mentioning April Fools too, like in two separate yeah. conversations. Right. She was kind of like Cordelia, and she went yeah. Harmony went to April Fools. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I ran into Carol Beats. You know, she sired Brandon, Brandon from the Sewer Gang, and she said. The Leoch demon was recruiting his brethren to kill the Slayer. How's that? Apparently, he got recruited by some big netherwig, and now he's on a mission. You think they might actually do it? Kill her? God, that would be pleasant. Well, if they do, I think we should do something. Like a gift basket or something. What are we doing? This is Jane the greatest hit. Jane Just watch the show. Oh, okay. I know, but Jane... I feel like Jane's got her hand on this. Jane, yes, I hope so. But so, like, this is definitely hearkening back to to yeah. Oz the moment for sure. And I think that it was completely necessary for to not only ingratiate Tara into our friend group, but to show explicitly and say, I mean, as much as you can without being able to show physical affection because fuck gay people, <sighs> network TV, cool, um, that this is important, that this is real. And Willow is very much all in and they are a thing. And, yeah. like, we got to respect that, and it's real, so shut the fuck up. I think this was a good, like, bookend for Joss Whedon about, like, okay, we're done now, right? You can all shut the fuck up about gay people now? We can just keep doing my show, please? They're floating. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Please see the floating. Yeah. Haters yeah. to the left. See you fucking later. <laughs> I suppose you wanted me to see all these toys. You don't even try to hide it anymore. I'd hoped maybe you'd gotten over the whole witchcraft thing. That if we let you go, you'd get it out of your system. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the, the magic serves so many purposes. Magic is drugs. Magic is gay sex. Oh, magic man, is everything. Oh, the drugs, Ed. <laughs> oh, my God. When the dad picks up the crystal and is like, oh, all these toys. All these toys. Oh, yeah. no. 
Thought she would give this up by now. It's okay. No! I'm so glad you're moving back into the house. This is the source of my gladness. Okay, well, I do know that I think it's a—it's uh, time for me to tell you that we're a real podcast. And you can find us everywhere at Beat Me Pod. It's like the name of our podcast, If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me, but just the last part and then pod for podcast. Beat Me Pod, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. There's a website. It's beatmepod.wordpress.com. It's got notes about this show. Show notes. And also, on Spotify, if you go and you search Beat Me hyphen Funtime playlist for podcast fans, season five, you will find a nice little curated collection of not only the songs that are played during our episodes of this podcast, but also during the episodes of Bucket the Vampire Slayer, about which we were speaking. So enjoy that. If you like music stuff, it'll have Melanie Doan's song yeah. on there for sure. But I think it's a, it's time to yell about some stuff. I had a lot of yelling. I wrote more yelling on this episode, which wow. I really enjoyed, than a lot of the, like the last five. Stacia, why don't you yell? Gloria was in a building that collapsed. Yet when we see her come out of the collapsed building, she's still in a building. Yes, yeah. a greater building, <laughs> a more powerful building. <laughs> the, yeah. the shell building, the exterior uh, building. It <laughs> also know. never made sense. I mean, come on, she could have gotten out that in five seconds. And I kind of feel like she moved further than the area that she was like trapped under. I felt like she like walked toward the window and like she was fine. She could have outrun the building falling down oh, yeah. and she just accepted the damage yeah. on herself. Mm-hmm. Like she yes, looked up okay. and said, Oh and pretended For she was the plot <laughs> It must fall. Yeah. That was silly. Tara and Willow, of course, being cute at the very beginning, instant change from Tara being a non person uh, was really great. But even like, you know, Tara, I never feel useful. Willow, you are essential so oh cute. My God, no, I love although so i got a knocker for half camel what's that come on what do you mean the front of the camel? they on. were adorable do you find oh. dolphins in a in a many dolphins yes just so fucking cute and so the scary. fact that that cat dies i know is genuinely disturbing it's super fucked up and off screen off screen you're looking at me like i made that up <laughs> okay so when that episode happens i'm gonna need you to remember this moment in your face i'm gonna pretend like it didn't happen i mean that's better for everyone Okay, so two things about the Giles and Buffy scene. One, should we really be having this conversation with a fucking earshot of Don and Joyce, presumably, who's not in the episode, but we can assume she lives there, right? So, oh, do yeah. we? Or is she at the gallery? Yeah, gallery. For She's too sure. sick to be at the gallery. Come on. Too sick to. How dare you? And also, have we not. It's five years. We've been doing this for five years. Have we not learned that keeping secrets from our friends only ends in tragedy? Yeah. I get it. I get you're trying to keep them safe. We're always trying to keep each other safe when we don't tell each other secrets, but tell them. Tell them so they cannot do stupid stuff. And you know what? When you do tell, tell Riley, all your friends, tell your boyfriend. I mean, really, too. Well, okay. Tell everybody. I don't know. That's your point. But your point. That's what tell you were just saying. Tell everyone but Riley. But your point. The whole before was that Riley is right to be mad about not getting the info. Yeah. Your definition of narrow is impressively wide. And Buffy should be sharing that info. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm on that side. I think that she should have told everyone. I don't know why. You well, the, tell his reaction to be like, "I can call Cram." Hilarious. I mean that that alone, <laughs> God, that alone, <laughs> that alone allowed me to be like, "Yeah, don't tell him." <laughs> but like before that happened, I would have told him, right? So I'm glad that he did that because now I know I'm not going to tell this guy a thing for the rest of my life. Yeah, <laughs> because that was some dumb ass bullshit. I cannot believe he said that. Yeah, and then immediately that was the thing that that tripped him off I mean, I get, into the other world. Yeah. I get wanting to, because the more people know, the more they, they might fuck up and tell her, right? But like, we'll but, go on to see that no one does. Right. Tara gets her fucking brain eaten out of her head to save Dawn. Spike gets tortured like for weeks, or not for weeks, but for days he's tortured by Glory because he doesn't give her up. Like, yeah. 
We how how many years do we have to do this to prove ourselves that we're not gonna fucking for sell the you plot. out for the plot? Yeah. Um, I like all the handwritten notes around the magic box. One of them says shoplifters will be transfigured. Yes, yes, yeah. that's so good. It's cute. Magic Another one was like an advertisement for like a guitar studio or something. Oh yeah, like, like a, a little an guitar. M and then an eight body. Well, like a, yeah, cool guitar yeah, I thing. I don't know what that was either. I mean, just to go back to what you were saying, Kelly, about that scene, I really loved. I every time Buffy talks about having a memory. Oh, it's so good. It was just so touching. Like when he bailed on us, I remember Dawn cried for a week. Except she didn't. She wasn't there, but I can still feel what it was like. And Giles, Giles' face, peak Giles, 10 to 10 Giles. Like he's just like soaking in like, what is the being that can do something like this? Like my mind is fucked. I remember. Yeah. You know, not that, but like, you know, just like, I know. Cause you've told me that before. Like you've told me this story when I first met you. Right. You know, I know this story. And, or and just think he is like, that's not real. Of, of Dawn period. Just like, <laughs> totally. How could that not be real? Yeah. Wonderful. I, that was really masterful. Like not only do we get Sarah Michelle Gellar doing acting the hell out of it. And Anthony Stewart had also, I just think he's un, uh, subtly, Amazing in yeah. this scene too, yeah. But it's it's one of those meta things where it's like we've watched the show this whole time, so we know Don wasn't there. So it's not hard for us to picture the show without Don because it never happened with Don. Right. But to like really try to put yourself in Buffy the character's head and be like, yeah, that just the yeah. idea of like, what if I woke up tomorrow and like my brother wasn't real? Yeah. Like, wait, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> like. That's so... What? Yeah, it's wild. Very, very cool. Man, show. And even you can hear it. Like, I know Dawn's not real because of the rest of my life, but, like, I'm sure there's a part of her that also is like, I don't... I can't... Maybe I don't believe that. Maybe Dawn is so real to me. Why wouldn't Dawn be real? Like, Dawn is real. And that's why the only answer for Buffy is, like, well, then I'm going to protect her. Protect her, her, I know. And that's a wise call. So... She's got to. Mm, Good stuff. Donnie McClay, we assume. Now. What? Donnie McClay. Oh, you don't mean you don't mean the little sister. You mean Donnie. Not Donnie. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, little Donnie. Yeah, little Donnie. I mean, Anya calls her Donnie. Aww. People yeah. call her Donnie. That's why I was confused. Yeah. Donnie McClay. With his full and manly beard. Well, she probably becomes Donnie McClay when Tara and Willow adopt her after Joyce dies. Aww. Cute. What, she wouldn't be Rosenberg? It's Rosenberg, McClay, come on, lesbians. They love a hyphenate. Anyway, Donnie McClay. (laughs) Geographically, where the fuck are they from? Because Mr. McClay and Beth have, you know, generic newscaster accents like we all kind of have the the accentless accent, right? Donnie, on the other hand, seems a little more country fried. A little more like someone who would say, well, by God, I'll beat you down. Why? They're from Utah. I mean, I can't stress this enough. It's like the perfect (laughs) amalgam of. Oh, yeah. You can have. Yeah, you can have. Why him and not the rest of the family? Uh, that's another good question that we just don't know. Huh. I knew a girl in Lake City, which predominantly there's like southern accents because yeah. it's very northern Florida, uh, very much the south, who did not have a southern drawl where almost everybody else did. And I was like, are you not from here? She's like, I don't know I am. I was like, why don't you talk right? She's like, oh, no, no. I spent years yeah. forcing myself to not have that accent anymore. I was like, hmm. So maybe Donnie went full steam ahead the other direction. He was like, no, oh, I will. I will. Uh, I will uh, embrace. So, our ancestors' yeah. speech. Assimilate. I will assimilate. Oh, the opposite. <laughs> yes, uh, I will be country fried, and no one will fucking stop me. Riley in this episode, okay, is insufferable. Ooh, okay, yeah. all right, great. Here we go. 
going to wait till the rankings, but yes, please, why? She's refusing to tell him that her sister doesn't exist because, you yeah. know, reasons. And he says, every time I think I'm getting close to you. His first his first response was that. He had that fucking loaded in the he pistol. He absolutely yeah. did. He is constantly pushing her away. And then he was like, when you're not going to let me in, like, I'll just be here waiting for you. Call me and I'll come yeah. running. And then he so walks good. out. And then later Buff was like, I didn't think you were going to come to the party. And he's like, why wouldn't I? And I'm like, because you made it clear you don't want to be around me, doofus. <laughs> Yeah. I would say he just moved all of her shit again while she was hanging out with, with her friend oh, at the Magic Box. Here we go. Which is really nice to do. Like that was that was not everything up to him doing that, pulling out the gun and firing that shot was <laughs> real nice. Because even when he was helping her move, I thought he was very funny. He was funny with Xander, like just everyone two was boys having wrestling. Kids, just two boys wrestling. And then they all like Buffy's like, I'm gonna do it. And they're like, Oh, okay. No mom, please don't hurt us. <laughs> and when Buffy's going ape on Don for no reason. Yeah, I mean, that's... Riley steps in and is like, no. hey, what are you doing? I think you're right. Chill out. He would have He would have come off so much better if he had really stood up for Don more instead of standing up for himself, even if his ulterior motive was himself. I mean, did he even really say anything about Don? He did Buffy looked crazy in that moment when you don't understand in just a general thing, and then she's like, she drives me nuts. And it's like, yeah, for no reason. Like, she didn't do anything wrong. You're the one being crazy. Yeah. Also, I mean... Is this not the episode where he starts getting, like, blood-sucked by vampire horse? No, horrors? he turned her down. Turned down Sandy. Turned her down. Did he? Yeah. Because she smiles at him, and we cut away, and we don't see him again until he shows up at the party hours later. No, he. she scowled after he's like, I don't date vampires. She goes, Ehh. and then we cut away. Until we get to the watches, I can't confirm Sandy was in this episode. True. Okay, anyways, the vampire that was in the bar yeah. that was hitting Whoever on him, yeah. that's the beginning of the end. Oh, yeah, yeah no, that's no, the beginning is. of the end. It sure, is. Yeah. But... I don't know. I still think Riley is ah, better here. than hers right. in this episode. What are you talking about? This, he she, just, this is some propaganda. He just had this fight about how he feels so propaganda. distant and disconnected propaganda. from him. So it's a fresh wound, and she's like, here she is again, not telling me what's going on with your life. And he's proven that he shouldn't know. How? Because he wants to call crime in the government case? <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, could you story. imagine he would call Graham? Graham would come in and murder her sister. He would just say, Riley, what's going on? Huh? Are you still with these losers? Yeah. I'm a winner with the Mission's government. boyfriend? What? Uh, this, Do you guys uh, remember Forrest? This ranking, <laughs> this ranking is cursed. First it was Joyce. Now it's Riley. I don't know this what's coming after this. Cursed. Whatever happens after this is going to degrade ah. your brain. What, what do I do with it? I'm not around. I know. Yeah. How can I give points? <laughs> well, uh, there's not people that don't deserve it. Willow already has a category, she basically. Have her own category. Uh, Buffy, nothing like getting your ass kicked to make your, make ass, your hurt. ass hurt. Yeah. Incredible. Really? Thanks, Joss Whedon. And that was good. They're <laughs> unmaking her bed like Buffy has made her a bed so many times in dreams. For Dawn, I don't know. People try to always bring stuff like that. Them, they're literally just what, folding what, a sheet, guys. When were they doing that? Oh, and right, right, right. Oh my fucking god! Stop! Just I know, no, I kill know. me. Now. It's Bob Dylan and Jesus, but for Buffy. What is family night? What is that lie that Buffy said? Oh yeah. To Dawn's face in front of Riley. It's family night. Your mom isn't even home. Your mom <laughs> is sick, and she's at the gallery. But maybe that's how she knew. Or maybe that's how he knew yeah. he was acting strange. Wait, wait, what? 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 Nah, I mean, she, Buffy, was just, was she was going so ham on her. Yeah, yeah. And the short thing was very funny. I mean, even that Riley, was really that was pretty good. Especially like, funny because she's five foot two. Come on. Come on. Also, across the street. Let her go across the street. Bro. Or just watch her. See, she brought up walk her across walk the street. Walk her across the street. 
Well, I love Dawn just like as a thirteen year old just being like, yeah, this is I respect this authority. What I I would have fucking been like, fuck you. I would have walked well, across the street. Well, she got that savage burn in there. She's like, I'm no, so happy I, you're moving back in the house. This is my gladness. <laughs> <laughs> this is what gladness looks like or whatever. This is the source of my gladness. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, I would have just walked across. I can't believe She's definitely scaling out the window. I mean, get out of here, man. You would hope. I would hope. She breaks out later. Yeah, all the time. She does. Yeah. To kill Miss Kitty Fantastica. Can you imagine if she had been like, who died and made you mom? <laughs> <laughs> She might. She also might if only she does say that. Come on. They know. <laughs> then they know at this point that she's dying. I hope it's a funny aneurysm. Um, well, piggybacking off of that, I actually really enjoyed Dawn in this episode. That line that she has at the party when she murders all of them. And she's like, only losers drink alcohol. And they all look at their cups of booze. And they're like, oh, God. <laughs> Which they're drinking illegally, by the way. None of them are 21 except uh, Riley and, and uh, Giles. Giles. Mm-hmm. The bronze. Not for the first time underage serving people and yet we made a point to have the scene of Anya ordering a beer and getting refused. What is this place? It doesn't matter. It depends on who's working. They must only throw parties Uh, when they know it's a certain bartender. They must do. Anyways. Dawn iconic. (laughs) But the bronze also another callback. We haven't been to the bronze in fucking ever. No, that was really This episode what a treat. Gratitude for your attitude. Every time. Tara's wearing a bedazzled weed shirt. I know. Yeah, it was. I know. I genuinely thought it was just leaves. So I thought it was I... a dragonfly. I was like, there's no way they put a pot leaf on her shirt, right? Like, they, why would they give her a shirt that has a pot leaf on it unless we're making a comment about her character? But the p- little <laughs> peacock feather <laughs> she's wearing covers up the top leaf. So you can't, I mean, you, it is. It was 100% a pot leaf. But you could make the argument that it isn't. And I think the peacock necklace was mandatory because, like, again, we're talking about the w- WB where they can't kiss or anything. I don't think they'd be okay with her having a pot leaf on her shirt. Like, something tells me that Seventh Heaven Network, unless it was a plot point, is going to let her just rock a pot leaf on her shirt. Not to mention, I love Tara as a pothead. I could totally buy it. It explains uh, a lot. Yeah. But I feel like she wouldn't what? wear a pot leaf on her shirt. That seems like out of her character. It would explain String Cheese Incident. Yeah, that's true. Number one. But Jesus Christ, the fact that it's theirs. So weird. Yet another meta moment to take you out of the show for no reason. Like, also, if you thought you were a demon for, a, you know, from at least 15 to 20. You gotta keep it at bay. <laughs> smoking all the time. <laughs> smoking or drinking, you gotta get, yeah. like, away. real. You gotta mentally You're keep right. away. Right, <laughs> exactly. We haven't talked about Spike having sex with Harmo- Harmonica? Harmony. <laughs> Which, another moment, so you point out, she says, oh, Harmonica. Uh, it says Harmony on her shirt. <laughs> bedazzled as well. <laughs> Everything is bedazzled. Uh, it was, uh, I can't believe the cum joke. I cannot believe yeah. that that happened. Yeah. And the fact that you said that they could do that and not have the two of them kiss is just, I didn't even think about that. Yep. And it makes me really furious. Yeah. yeah. Um. What is Spike's chip? How does the chip know whether Tara has demon in her or not? There would have to be some level of magic, right? But the initiative doesn't oh. understand or believe in magic. That's a good question. So how does the chip... Because you would think in general the chip works that Spike looks at something that's obviously a demon, knows it's a demon, and therefore the chip is going to inhibit him from hurting. Oh, that would be the way to describe its function. Yeah. Right? Like... He has to actually... I mean, but so far in the show, it has been almost every time he almost has to make physical contact before he... No, because he holds a fake gun at one point and that hurts him. Oh, yeah. So it just has to know he's trying to hurt Yeah, I guess it's that. Demon. He's about yeah, to do but so how does he know? Because everything he's been told is that Tara is a demon, so it seems like he should be able to punch her without getting the headache. Yeah, I don't no, understand. That's, that's a great point. 
Because how the fuck would this thing know? I mean, he's only had it for a year, and I've never thought about it once. Yeah. Because <laughs> so. he's always, like, doing shit to, like, clear demons. Yeah. And this is, like, just a person. Yeah. But, like, I'm glad you said that very logical uh. and what must be the explanation for how it functions in the first place, because I honestly have been like, because it knows. But it's, <laughs> it must be that he he knows. And yeah. so his, his whatever neurons firing to be like, yeah. person, want to hurt person, is like, psh. Yeah. But if so, he doesn't know, it's not a person. Exactly. How does he... How? how? So just like Prophecy Girl, we're going to bury this truth and push it away. Push it to Bring it out later. Sorry, Sasha. <laughs> Shame us all. all. All of your logic has to go out into the sea. <laughs> just like Sapphire. We, we get to forget... Too we get soon. To he's dead. <laughs> we get to forget Sappho's dead. It's been 2,000 years and it's still too soon. <laughs> it's still too soon. Agreed. Uh, we have a lot of famous actors in this, obviously. Amy Adams. Lots of stuff. Most famously, she was on The Office for two episodes. Yes, most famously. Uh, she was also in Catch Me If You Can. Doubt. Uh, the Master. Her. Rival. A lot of movies. Enchanted? Um, yeah, I was going to say, you didn't say my favorite one, so I'm going to uh, keep staring at you. I'm going to let us but all. But even better, she was effort. also in Psycho Beach Party with Nicholas Brendan and Lauren Ambrose. That was her, her sad times. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Tara's brother, Donnie, who's played by Kevin Rankin, he was on tons of stuff. We've seen him on Six Feet Under. He was on a lot of episodes of Friday Night Lights. Never watched it. As Herc. Lost. He was on an episode of Lost. Famously for me, he's Devil and Justified, hence the just, Justified. Very good. And he's Kenny in Breaking Bad. He's one of the Nazis oh. um, well, shit. in the final seasons of Breaking Bad. Something about that guy. He just has yeah, and, and Justified is all in, in Kentucky, so mm-hmm. he's got that yeah. that accent. Uh, Tara's dad, who is, his name is Steve Rankin, no relation to Funny. Kevin Rankin. He has only had, he's never had like a recurring role. He's only only been a bit part in every show you can imagine, yeah. from NCIS to all the way on down. Uh, Megan Gray, who plays Sandy, who may or may not be in this episode, we don't know. <laughs> she was in 11 episodes of Dawson's Creek okay. as a character, Emma Jones. And then she's only been in a few shorts over 20 years. Mm-hmm. So she has just not worked. I wonder if she's in this episode. And then Brian T. <laughs> you guys might not know Brian T. Brian T. was the intern. Oh, Our yeah. boy, Ben. The guy who was like, this is the fifth one in a month or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was just looking him up because he's one of the only other people mentioned on in this. Episode, I think he's yeah. only mentioned because he's a main character on Chicago Med. Oh, wow. 104 episodes for the guy. He's a main main dude. I guess wow. he was he a... Was, uh, Elijah, whatever his name is, and then he's slash Dr. Elijah. So throughout the course of Chicago Man, I believe he gets his doctorate. And uh, (laughs) looks great in scrubs. He's been in a (laughs) he's been in a couple episodes of uh, Chicago Fire. And uh, he's also been in a couple episodes of Chicago PD. So (laughs) he's got Chicago on lock. (laughs) Uh, but still it's still a show. And hey, young Brian T. I I would imagine for other people beyond us would probably love to see this. You know, just a random. Well, it's game. like seeing Amy Adams. Honestly, that's like the most wild. I mean, no shots fired at Kevin Rankin or uh, Brian T. Is this, but, Brian T. Yeah. Uh, seeing no, Amy Adams like should be multiple Oscar winning Amy Adams. Seeing in fucking Buffy. Seeing fucking her on The Office was shocking. Oh, right, like yeah. even back then, like wow, that's wild. This, that's oh, this is, the, the Office would be like two years after this. Uh, the Office was would be two thousand and five. Oh, so this so is two thousand. Yeah, I'm just gonna say it for the record. Uh, Ani's right. That's a shitty joke. Yes, we'll we'll, uh, find her weaknesses and then... uh... Yeah, you learn her source, and uh, we'll introduce her to her insect reflection. Um, 
that, that was funny. If you, um, if you studied Tagler and mythic rites and are a complete dork. Oh, and how come Xander didn't laugh? I don't know that Tagler and stuff. Oh. Two points. One, uh, the script says Taglerin mystic rites. Amber Benson clearly says mythic rites. Where am I having backwards? No, no, yeah, mythic rites. She says mythic rites. It, the script says mystic rites. And everyone that has captioned the episode after is split 50 50 onto what the actual word is. You know why it doesn't matter? Because that's not real. Uh, and neither is the insect reflection. Uh, it has nothing to do with the karmic cycle because it's all made up. But good on Joss for like, that was some fun word shit that he just made up because it sounded real enough. Uh, yeah, Buffy has a great badass motherfucker moment in this. Her just like with her hands on her hips, you're going to have to come through me. It's just like so, oh, yeah. so awesome. I mean, it was awesome and you knew it was awesome because she's a slayer, but also he didn't know she was a slayer. Yeah. <laughs> Two little girls. <laughs> so it probably wasn't Bench. very threatening to him and he was just like, oh. I know. That's what you think about. <laughs> Well, he watched her curb stomp a dude. Like, oh, I just, it that, is I wild so. to think, like, bro, really? You're well, just gonna like I discount mean, the all this? Real. He's like, okay, I, but you're a woman. But you're a woman. <laughs> so, like, it was probably the man who set this up for yeah. you. I'll let you finish. Honestly. Blech. Daniel, watches? Xander Construction Outfit, watch no. Maroon Jacket, watch. Shut up, Kelly. It is a yes, but it's no because it's not on the right person. Well, how does it Take it off, it? Riley. Take it off. Does it only count if it's on Buffy? Are you trying to say it's not going to count when it's on Tara? No, all that's fine. Until it is actually on Buffy and on the show. Okay. Because currently, currently, I can't stress uh, it enough, it's still not here. So yes, technically, no, because Riley's wearing it. Dawn's Piercing Screams, no. Chips Ahoy. Yes, the plot revolves around that. Buffy has a personality. Can't, no, can't discern it. <laughs> De Hoffman watch, no. Sandy watch, glory, glory. <laughs> Benalula, Benalua. Hallelujah. Benalua. Benalua. Glory, glory, Benalua. Sandy is here. Oh, because glory is Ben and Ben is glory. I get it. Wow. Sandy is alive. What a great callback. And then people... Um, yeah, it only took out. us uh, two years yeah. to get this. Well, people kept pointing out, we're pretty sure the only reason it's her is because Joss wrote Doppelgangland, so he remembers that it was uh, a thing. Otherwise, if, if that had been a Doug Petrie episode or something like a rando, yeah. uh, I don't think she would be in the show ever again, honestly. That's incredible. Well, I'm glad she was. That was amazing. Michael Wicket, Amy Gathwatch, uh, yes. Uh, there's a heavy Wiccan crowd. Her and Willow are all Wicky. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love it. Lots of stuff going on. Uh, so I, I say yes oh, yeah. in general. Uh, books a million. Of course, there's so many books. Books on beds, books on tables, books everywhere. Uh, discernible books? But no. An area title in sight. You can't see a damn thing. Streets ahead, we didn't go anywhere new because, of course, not. And uh, Giles Biggs KO, no, he does get punched in the face, but we don't hear a quip about it. Thank God. <laughs> so, no. Well, thank you so much for that. Mm-hmm. Maroon jacket aside. But, oh, my God, it feels so good for the same. It's been two years. We've been Sandy watching for no, two years. Two years Sandy watching. Yeah, since Beth, right? Or whatever. When Doppelgangland. Was Doppelgangland. Right, right, right. Did you say since Beth? Beth, that's her name, right? No, that's the cousin's name. Oh, right. What? Anne. Sorry, Anne. No. Oh, Anne. <laughs> <laughs> it's all so forgettable. Oh, Called season three. Okay, well, the important thing is happening. It's time to rank this sucker. Holy moly. Willow Hacks slash, we talked about the net, slash something Wicca. This way comes, there was many, many Wicca things happening. However, 
we because we have our watches, I have to narrow it to the scope of spellage, and the only spell that happened was Terra's spell the I that endangered all of our friends' lives. But that counts, so I give it a six. Yeah. And also six, wow. Well, I mean, it's only one little thing. I mean, almost six and a half, but we can't right. introduce halves because of the broom and the crystal ball. It was <sighs> adorable. We definitely cannot introduce halves. <laughs> I am not equipped for halves. Uh, I don't think my math I can kinda take do that. <laughs> I think six point five would automatically default to six, and I can't do it. Uh, so six. Joyce is a terrible mom. Yes. Not that. Oh, sorry. She's not in this. Episode. Not relevant. Uh, slash Riley ruins everything. I, as I we've know, discussed, I, know, I, know. I don't think Riley really did anything wrong this episode, other than stew in his own misery yeah. and be a little defensive about yeah. his girlfriend uh, not wanting to be emotionally intimate with him, which we've already discussed was a problem in their relationship in the previous episode. So, I gave him a seven. Wow. I gave him a seven. Because he moved her shit, presumably more than once. While she was hanging out, he unpacked her entire life back into her room. That is nice. That is really nice. nice. And he does whatever she asks. That's why he was so like, just call me and I'll come running. Okay, Because that's what I do. All right, you've gone too far. You were good until that moment. Whatever, seven. Can't hit it now. Yeah, if someone said that to you, that's shitty. That's a shitty thing that he said. Call me and I'll come running. Yeah, and that's not, that's not good. Like he didn't get a 10. Okay. No, I know, but you just praised that as part of his seven. So <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> Giles, Giles. Uh, he's super sweet about Tara. Um, yes. Not only in the, obviously, the climactic end scene with all the, the magic box with Mr. McClay, but also just while they're talking about. Um, you're you're in a magic shop and you can't imagine what Tara would want. Just very cute and Donkey Kong, Buffy, and Xander with that line. Like I think you're both tremendously stupid or something. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Classic Giles. I gave him a seven. Yes. Oh, well, okay. I just there wasn't enough Gileses. This episode is not going to be that high. We'll see. Monster of the week. So the Layak demons. The makeup is really basic. I mean, they look like scary clowns, which is a little takes you out of it. And they have the giant bubblegum tongue. Um, it's kind of cool, though. Did, it's just did, a Has worse. anybody told you that it's really cute? Separating swords? Separating swords. Uh, the reason why I'm going to rank them so low, and I'm only giving them a two, is because they are completely ineffective. Uh, why were they there in the first place, stalking Ben? What the fuck? I mean, why I don't think there's Corey any recruit reason. them of anything? They had the incredible advantage of not being able to be seen or heard and yeah. still got destroyed. Like, they are completely ineffective villains. And obviously, they were just yeah. there because we needed Tara to do something. The plot. But yeah, I had to give him a two because there's no real. I mean, if we make Mr. McClay the villain and Donnie by extension and the cult there. And they were and this or whatever. Yeah. The villain. Yeah. Then we're talking, that's 10. But I had to give him a two because yeah. makeup was basic and they didn't do anything. They were basically just like grotesque clowns. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Relationship goodness or badness. Bonnie and Xander, great. So good. Willow and Tara, fantastic. So good. Buffy and Riley, not great. Yeah, not great. Not great. <laughs> <laughs> but Tara and everyone, amazing. 10 out of 10. Amazing. <laughs> 9 out of 10. Because Riley 10, and, yeah. and Buffy brought it down. But yes. Tara crying over everybody coming to her aid yeah. was really good. Yeah. You want her, Mr. McClay. You can go ahead and take her. You mm-hmm. just got to go through me. Um, slash... The very last line where, even at my worst, you what you, say? you always make me feel special. How do you do that magic? Cute. 10 out of 10. Cute, very cute, cute. But then we don't 
focus on the fact that they're wearing dra- dresses that are clearly made out of carpet. They're flying and Willow isn't wearing any shoes. <laughs> we just can't. The, the floating period. We can't. We can't, can't talk about that. But everyone saw that. The lion's period. Dead Either way, he slices it at 43 overall. This puts this okay. at number two for the season. Okay. Behind, Behind Buffy and Dragon. Buffy versus Dragon. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> oh. I have no regrets. <laughs> the more we talked about it, that does make a little more sense. Yeah. There's but. just some of it. It's not, per- it's not a perfect episode, no, for sure. But the fact that Joss wrote it because he wanted people to say, like, shut the fuck up. This Tara's real. Yeah. Tara's real. The relationship is real. That. And this is it going forward. And to write an episode that wasn't, like you said, it wasn't about the Slayer. It wasn't that mon- monumental thing. It was just, a, this would be a throwaway episode. Yeah. Or could be. Like, this is the replacement, right? He didn't write the replacement. No. You know, like, he took the time to write this because it. he thought it was important. And I think yeah. that's pretty cool. And it's got a lot of good things going for it. But it's got a lot of cringy stuff. And it's not super strong in the plot department. No. Um. Won't be as good as Buffy versus Dracula. What will be? Wow. I lost it. <laughs> uh, Restless number one. Stay sharp. Yes. Stay. I'm going to rank this 30 out of 84. 30 is high. Okay. Second highest of the season. Nice. Behind okay. Buffy versus Dracula. Jeez. No place like home. Damn. Wow. That was, oh, uh, yeah, wait, that was last was, week. Sorry. Uh, I thought that was the Riley one from the week prior to that. Never mind. Yeah. No place like home. That's great. You're allowed to have that ranking. <laughs> where's uh, <laughs> where's the Dark Age? Yeah, Dark Age and Bad Eggs, please. It's below that. Dark Age is at 38. Oh. And Bad Eggs? Uh, Bad Eggs is really low, and I oh, wish it was higher. I Bad know. Eggs is 57. Okay, all right. I wanted to rank it really high because I really liked it, and I think it's important that Tara's a real person mm-hmm. for us to care about her and her future plight with her girlfriend. But I, I got to... I just gotta like be more a little more realistic about it, but I think this is probably probably one of the better episodes of the year. So I'm going to rank it 28 out of 137, nice. which is very high. Yeah, but as we've discussed, you got to get yourself out of the, the terrible situation you're about to be in, where all of season seven is in the 30s. I know, and that, and, that, and that's not really fair. That's not really like legit. Yeah, I know. But so I'm I'm going to rank this one high, and I'm going to be way more discerning about other ones. But I know this one's important mainly because of Joss, but also just Tara. Two huge events have happened right here. Um, it's one above Bother Be Witch Bewildered. So, guys, this is serious business wow. right here. Oh, <laughs> At 29. <laughs> 28, 28 for, for family. That's great. Mainly for Tara and mainly for Willow and Tara. Yeah. So lovely. Okay. Well, I think 28 is fair. Yeah. I think that's a good one. I think 30, whatever you ranked at Stacia, is also fair. Mm-hmm. But we'll see what terrible choices you make going forward as Whoa. far as its relation to the Dark Age. We'll see. I mean, great. Great and terrible. Wow. It could go, it could this go is up. This ominous. It could go down. We don't know. Is this a threat? We're watching you, <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Being threatened right it's now? never going to be below Dark Age. I don't understand numbers. Clearly. Yeah, you. I think you should sleep on this. And really, like, kind of come to grips Not with what's Not a difficult should we get a concept. Do we need Abakai? Anyway. No. No family. way. It's over. Family is done. <laughs> the concept of Focus on the family. Stop focusing. It's over. That would be great. Yeah. Uh, so, should you have anything else to say about this episode of television? No, I do not. Daniel, do you have anything else to say about family? Never have, never will. Wow. Family, the concept. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, get hyped. 
Yes. For I am one hyped. of the best episodes of the series. We'll see. Maybe it's not as good as Buffy versus Dracula. I don't know. Fool for Love. I'm excited. I'm I hope excited you're all too. excited and I hope you will join us. But until next time, Stacia, say goodbye. Goodbye. Damn, say goodbye. Don't have a quote, so I'm just going to repeat Glory, Glory, Ben Alulia. Ben. <laughs> ben Alulia. Ben Alulia. Ben Alulia. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. <laughs> Answer somewhere here. It's right in front of us, and we're too blind to see it. So dear to me, always keep me I'm helping. Calm. I'm reading. Quiet. Who needs to go outside? And I will Tara, be you said you got a present already. Yeah, that was a tangled web of lies. I can't take my of you. Hey, attention! I am great and I am beautiful and when I walk into a room all eyes turn to me because my name is a holy name and you will listen! Send your message right into my head Every time I fill me up I'm alone Even when I'm so at my worst your You always make me feel special like getting your ass kicked to make your ass hurt.